So have you heard of this new criminal record suspension program? I don't think a lot of people have, and it is pretty significant. It's meant to help people with a criminal record find jobs and move on with their lives. But how does it work? Who is eligible? What kind of criminal records are we talking about here? Well, Mark Majessi is the executive director of the John Howard Society of BC and is going to help us with those answers. Mark, thank you for being here. Thanks so much, Simi. Glad to be here with you. How does this program work? Well, it's uh, a program that applies to people who have completed all of their sentencing conditions in full. And that includes probation, it includes time in incarcerated, it includes paying all fines and any surcharges. Um, so they've completed every obligation they have to the court. Um, individuals, depending on when their first offense occurred, uh, need to wait at least three, five or ten years after completing all those requirements. Um, and they have to, to have completed that time uh, crime-free. Uh, it means uh, that they haven't offended in those periods. It also means that uh, that they haven't had negative interactions with the police or charges and offenses that um, may have been investigated or dropped or so forth. So uh, just to emphasize, these are people who uh, have paid their dues and and uh, and spent their time and are long past any any criminal involvement. Okay, so what does the suspension involve then? Like, how does this work? The suspension, um, your criminal record is stored on the Canadian Police Information Centre system, and that's a, an integrated system that collects uh, charge and, and offence and conviction information from all across the country. What the suspension does is um, remove your record from local access to to that information it takes it off of cpic as it's called and uh, puts it on federal files so it doesn't remove your criminal record but effectively it um, it doesn't reveal it when a conventional criminal record check is done okay so it would still exist for say law enforcement authorities to be able to access it yeah, yeah. What it um, what it doesn't allow access for is a uh, normal criminal record check, say by uh, an employer or by uh, a landlord. Okay. So what what is the the breadth of sort of the offenses here that could be suspended? Is it any kind of criminal record, Mark? Well, generally, people aren't eligible if they've had. Um, Three indictable offenses, so three very serious offenses with sentences of two years or more. Uh, if they've been convicted of a sexual assault with a minor, or if uh, it's a conviction resulting in a life or indeterminate sentence. Right, so there are limitations to this. Yes. Okay, so why is this so significant? Why is it so important? Well, what's important here is, I mean... The vast majority of, of people who are incarcerated will be released into the community, and that's that's just the way the criminal justice system works. Uh, we know they stand a better chance of, of successfully reintegrating into the community if they've got a place to live, if they have 
income, if they have good connection with their community. These are just things that, that you and I might take for granted, but uh, a criminal record is it's a roadblock to people accessing these things. Um, it, uh, the, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say that. So do you think there are a, a lot of people out there who this could apply to? Well, it, it's estimated that somewhere between 1 in 7 and 1 in 10 Canadians have a criminal record. Um, we know that uh, in 2022, there were just about 11,000 applications for pardons or record suspension Canada-wide. So it's it it could apply to to quite a number of people. Right. So this will help people move on with their lives. But as you say, they have to show that they have been doing the hard work, right? Absolutely. Um, the the application process itself, I mean, it, it has a lot of, of detail to it, but uh, it, it does check into um, a person's recent uh, activity in the last communities they've lived in the in the past five years. Uh, it it uh, asks people to explain the the benefits of them being pardoned for an expense and and how it will be a benefit to to them being able to live successfully in the community as well as to the community itself. So uh, how, and the, how many people the, are taking advantage of this? Have you had like a lot of interest in this? Well. We're in startup mode now. We we started our program May first, and and so far we're doing a lot of outreach, like like uh, what you and I are doing right now. We're we're trying to get the message out there, and we've had we've had um, a couple of dozen inquiries so far, uh, but we're expecting that to build. Do you think, Mark, that people would be surprised to find out that you know what there's there's a lot of people who might be impacted by this? That's an interesting question. People might not just be aware of it, uh, so they might be be surprised. At the same time, um, you know, I just go back to the the key point that we all know that the vast majority of uh, people who are incarcerated do get released. And, you know, as a community and in support of, of people successfully reintegrating, uh, I think we we owe it to to ourselves and and to the people being released to to give them every tool they need to be successful and not to reoffend. All right, well Mark, thanks so much for your time this morning. Thanks, Jimmy.